In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is actually the first Sunday in Lent. Lent started on Monday, and so this is actually the first Sunday. And last week, uh, the Gospel was reminding us about the three main pursuits that we should have during Lent, which is prayer and fasting and almsgiving. Today, the Gospel, which is also from St. Matthew, like the Gospel of last week, talks about not worrying about uh, the things of this world. And so the Gospels that our Mother, the Church, provides for us uh, during these first couple weeks of Lent is sort of preparing us to say, okay, let's forget about the world that we're living in and remember that we are citizens of uh, a, a different place, or, uh, citizens of eternity, citizens of heaven. The verse, actually, I just wanted to contemplate on one verse that we read in the Gospel passage today. Uh, that was from Matthew chapter 6. It says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? What is our Lord Jesus Christ trying to say here? He says, The eye is sort of the lamp of the body. If your eye is good, if you can see well, then your body is going to be full of light. If your eye is bad, if it's sick, then your whole body is going to be full of darkness. The eye physically is sort of the lamp of the body. If you look around you, you see light. And the light is sort of conveyed into your person, into your body, right? If you close your eyes, what do you see? Everything gets dark, full of darkness. If you open your eyes, everything is bright. Our Lord Jesus Christ is using sort of this common experience to remind us that the eye is the center of our perception. So it's the organ that light enters to the rest of the body. And what our body does depends largely on our ability to use our eyes to give us sort of our spatial orientation. And so the, the eye guides the motions of our body. So if we move from sort of that physical aspect to the spiritual, when our Lord Jesus Christ is speaking about the eye, He's not just talking about our physical eyes, obviously. It has a spiritual meaning. And the eye actually has a spiritual sense in the Bible. It's used in connection with our sort of spiritual eyesight the capacity to see and to understand spiritual things. We actually make this connection sometimes when we talk about eyes and not referring to our physical eyes, but maybe to our mind's eye. Like for example, when we're talking and we say, when we're talking to somebody and trying to explain something to somebody, and you say, do you see what I mean? Right, you say, do I see what I mean? But obviously there's nothing to be seen with a physical eye, right? Words are not things that you can see. When I ask the question, do you see what I mean? What I'm saying is, does your mind, does the eye of your mind perceive what I said? So in this case, I'm seeing with my intellect. Your mind, in this case, is serving as the eye. So with spiritual eyes, I can see or I should be able to see spiritual truths. You can perceive, for example, the, the glory of God. And that's what our Lord Jesus Christ is trying to talk about in this passage. You remember, for example, when St. Paul was commissioned to preach the gospel. His commission was to open the eyes of the blind. And our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was talking in the book of Acts, he says, Now I send you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. So this isn't a question of, obviously, physical eyes. But to enable us to understand the word of God so that we can receive the forgiveness of our sins. Our Lord Jesus Christ said that the mission of the disciples, the mission of the apostles, the mission of St. Paul was to open the eyes of the blind. And when he quoted from Isaiah, he said, He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind. 
So he's saying, again, I'm trying to show or reveal spiritual understanding. In St. Paul's Epistle to the Ephesians, he says, I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that the eyes of your spiritual understanding can be opened. So many of us, sometimes we don't understand the gospel, we don't understand some of the canons or rites of the church, not because we lack intelligence, but because we don't have a spiritual perception. We are sometimes spiritually blind in a sense so that we can't understand spiritual things. You might have physical sight, you could have intellectual sight, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have a spiritual sight. You could have perfect vision and be blind when it comes to spiritual things. You could be a very intelligent person, but you're unable to sort of look at the and see the spiritual truths of God. But when my spirit is alive, when I have good sight, my eye is good, I have the capacity to know God and to know myself in relation to God. This actually is sort of reiterated in the book of Proverbs. He says in the book of Proverbs that the, the spirit of a man is sort of compared to a lamp. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. So the human spirit can have a certain knowledge of its condition and this knowledge of its state in reference to God and in reference to salvation. This helps us to understand our Lord Jesus Christ's teaching because we can see a parallel between the spirit and the eye. We realize that the eye is sort of to our body what the spirit of the man is to his soul. So just as our eyes can see spiritual things, your spirit can perceive spiritual truths. And our Lord Jesus Christ in the passage talking about spiritual perception. So it's about vision. We know that physical eyes can see sharply only if our vision is focused. If it's not focused, right, we have blurry vision. That's why people get glasses or contacts or whatever. Those of us who wear glasses or are familiar, all you can do is you take off your glasses for half a second and the whole world is blurry. You can't see anything because my eyes can't focus well. And so you need the lenses in order to have a sharp vision. And the same is true for us in the spiritual realm. When our Lord Jesus Christ says, if your eye is good, He means, actually, if you look in the Greek, it's not just good in the sense of like something good, but good in the sense that it's like has one focus. That's why you see the rest of the verses in the passages that we read, He starts talking about you can't worship God and mammon. So when He's saying, if your eye is good, He's saying not only to have a sense of goodness, but also that has a singular focus, right? It's only focused on one thing. The book of Psalms reiterates this. He says, With my whole heart I seek you. Do not let me stray from your commandments. And again, in that same psalm, he says, I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. So our Lord Jesus Christ is talking about having a good eye in the sense of having a singular focus. My focus is only on Him, on spiritual aspects. The opposite of having sort of this single vision is to have double vision. The problem with physical eyes, if I have double vision, occurs when, like, my eyes are not sort of looking in the same direction, they're not focused in the same way, and so, like, everything is blurry, everything is sort of messed up. This can happen also spiritually. Instead of our whole attention being focused on God, if I have one eye on God and the other eye on the world, part of my heart on God and part of my heart with the desires of the world, my loyalty can be divided between God 
and between something or someone else. This is sort of a spiritual double vision. That's what the rest of this passage is warning us today. That's what our Lord Jesus Christ is saying. Taking our focus on, he said mammon. Mammon means the riches of the world. The loss of vision, of spiritual vision, is caused by sometimes selfish ambition to lay up for ourselves treasure on earth. And this can plunge us into sort of a moral darkness. If our eye is as bad as our eye is not single, has not just one focus, then our body is going to be full of darkness. Our Lord Jesus Christ uses on purpose the word darkness because it's a picture of, or a symbol or a metaphor for blindness in the Bible. If we look at our lives with interest in earthly and heavenly things at the same time, it makes us double-minded. In the book of, in the Epistle of St. James, he talks about this kind of person. He says that a double-minded person, he says he's unstable in his commitment. The double-minded person, the person who has a spiritual double vision, gets nowhere in our spiritual lives. His whole life is full of darkness. That's why our Lord Jesus Christ is warning us here as we begin Lent to make a choice. A choice between serving God and serving material things. Every one of us, without exception, has committed ourselves to one of two treasures. To either heavenly treasures or earthly treasures. Our hearts, our eyes, are either focused on earthly things or heavenly things. And God does not accept a person who can't make up his mind, who ends up giving his attention to both. You have to make a definite choice. You either serve God or you serve material things. But I can't do both at the same time. When two masters call upon somebody at the same time, a person has to choose which master am I going to follow. In clinging to one, he automatically leaves the other one. So you can't have, our Lord Jesus Christ is warning us, we can't have one foot in the kingdom of God and the other one in the world. God cannot accept a divided person. St. James continues in that epistle, he says, Let not that man, the double-minded person, expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. He will not receive anything from the Lord. So you can imagine, I'm sitting here in the beginning of the fast, looking for blessings in the fast. And he's saying, you're not going to receive anything if you are double-minded, if you are seeking after me and something or someone else. The person has to be totally committed to God. His eye has to be good. His eye has to be single. So the warning is we have to choose between God and, and man and earthly things. And the implication is sort of obvious. Make sure that you choose God. And it becomes, it comes also with a warning. Watch out that the light in you may not be darkness. Why does our Lord Jesus Christ say that? He says, be careful so that the light that's in you is not darkness. What he's trying to focus on or what he's trying to say here is we have a problem very common with us if we're not careful. Every one of us thinks that what we see, that what we believe, that what we do is right, is true. Our Lord Jesus Christ is telling us that is not always the case. You may think that you're seeing, but in reality you're in the dark. It's sort of like if I continue with the analogy of eyesight, a person who sort of they slowly lose their vision. They don't notice that they can't really see very well 
But then when they go to the doctor and they kind of like put those lenses in front of their eyes and all of a sudden say, wow, I can see way better than I thought I could. My vision was blurry and I didn't know it. So it's a question of perception. What do I see in myself? Do I see a healthy eye or do I see a diseased eye? The good eye is sort of the single one. The eye that concentrates on seeing the light only. The way of God and His righteousness. The bad eye is the evil eye. It centers upon worldly things, material things. It focuses on itself. And the eye is what determines the health of the entire rest of the body. Whether the eye is full of light or full of darkness depends on the content of what we perceive. In other words, what we are is related to what we take in and what we accept as true. That's why having a healthy spiritual eye is important. If my eye is good, I'm going to see the light that our Lord Jesus Christ offers me. If my vision is clouded by evil, I'm going to miss that. So our Lord Jesus Christ is warning us to be reflective of ourselves, to take advice from our spiritual guides, so that the, the light that could be in me, that's coming in me, may, not, may be darkness without me knowing it. As we begin, or as we continue, towards the beginning of Lent, we pray that our eyes can be singularly focused, our eyes can be good, focused only on God, especially during this period of fasting and repentance, so that we can transform our entire body into light. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.